0: Welcome to Park City Church. You're listening to our weekly message, where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others. Thank you for tuning in. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam,
1: We, uh, it's spring break. We're glad you're here this last weekend of spring break. It's good to see you. I know we got uh, folks traveling. We were traveling this week and, uh, we, we took, uh, have twin daughters who are nine and, uh, Jess, my wife, myself, and we went, Jess is not a third person. Jess is my wife and myself to clarify. We, uh, went, uh, we took a spring break trip to Humboldt, Kansas. And uh, which uh, is only like an hour and a half from here, a little bit south, I think. I think geographically it was south. And we had a great time. We, we ended up, was pleasantly surprised, we were at uh, what was called Base Camp. And uh, it's apparently the start of a rail trail, about 60 miles of rail trail, that you can hop on your bike and ride all the way up to Ottawa. And, uh, and then you can connect with like, other trails, go east and west. But uh, it was really fun. Uh, and one of the things we got to enjoy and experience there I would recommend it again to anyone. It's new, fairly new, but uh, they had had a little pond with uh, some kayaks there. And uh, if you can believe it, well, my kids had never been kayaking, and neither had Jess. And uh, so we had some fun, right? Uh, So uh, I I got out there with the kids, you know, a little two-seater, and we were having a good time. Well, then uh, one of my children was like, I want mom to come. And so she got in the the boat. Jess isn't in the room at the moment. She's helping with kids, so I can talk about her, and I'll be okay uh, unless you tell her. But um, uh, she got out there with one of the children, and we all had, we had a good laugh. Because uh, she kind of they got out there, and then just, you, you know, they had a hard time communicating with one another. And so a lot of just kind of like in circles in the middle of the lake, right? Or they'd be going, sort of paddling one side, and whew, a sharp turn. And then they'd overcorrect, and like, oh, the other side. And it's like just sort of uh, back and forth and, and back and forth. And we, we had a lot of laughter at, at their expense. They did eventually figure it out. But uh, I, I think... A sometimes um, sort of navigating, uh, you know, that was in a calm, still wake. But if we sort of use that as an image or a metaphor for life, I think sometimes in the midst of a world that is full of upheaval, uh, it, it can be hard to kind of sort of find our rhythm, right? And and, and there's a lot of sort of correction and overcorrection. A lot of times it feels like maybe we're just sort of going in circles, like what is going on in the world? It can be hard to sort of find a, a rhythm of, of calm and security and direction in the midst of of all of that. And, and Psalm 46, I'll suggest to you briefly this morning. Psalm 46 is is a uh, an invitation, uh, sort of, or, or a way forward in the midst of that feeling. Maybe you're here this morning, you like, man, I'm just, maybe you look at the headlines, you're like, it just feels like the world's just kind of going in circles. Or maybe in your own sort of personal life, I'm just paddling, 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 and I'm having a really hard time sort of going where I think I need to go. I, I, I think Psalm 46, as a guide in prayer, can. Uh, help us. Um, uh, psalm 46, right, for my wife and my kids and myself on that lake was very calm. Uh, S- psalm 46 sort of is not, is the antithesis, the opposite of that experience. It admits, uh, it admits throughout the psalm that the world is nuts, right? Uh, the, the imagery, we, we could start in verse 2. Uh, the imagery uh, here, just to be really explicit, is the the, the, the nature of is roaring, seemingly out of control, and the nations uh, as well uh, are are, are roaring. So in verse 2, we see the earth sort of shaking and quaking. Uh, Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains tremble at its swelling, it's this imagery of sort of cosmic uh, upheaval and and chaos. Things are out of, of control. The earth is shaking is the language here, giving way. It's changing, it's shaking and trembling. But not just the earth in this psalm, right? It's not just the waters of the nature that seem to be crazy. As we move through the psalm, it's also the nations. It's also our influence in the world and all the systems and things we try to do to improve and shape the world. The nations are roaring as well. We see it in verse 6, the nations rage kingdoms totter, and then if, again shake or tremble, and then a few verses later this imagery and language of, of warring and, and symbols of war, all of this, uh, for lack of a better word, violence all over the pages of uh, the stanzas of this psalm, which, which I think sort of is helpful when you and I think about prayer, because I think sometimes we can have an image of faith that, that wants to sort of, sort of deny this Thing. That, that if, faith is, if faith in Christ is a step we take, will we'll, it's sort of, we're kind of head in the sand, or it will always be smooth sailing for us. Like, just believe right, and things will, you, you, just, you just be a peaceful sort of float across the lake of life, right? And that's not the imagery in Psalm 46, right? The, the, this psalm is not any sort of kind of happy, clappy denial of the brokenness of the world. It is, it is a rather honest description in this prayer that the world is broken and oftentimes violently so, right? That nature itself uh, seems to be broken and the nations, our influence in the world, uh, just seems to be spinning uh, in circles, if you will. But I want to make sort of one other suggestion from this prayer. So I think it's important to acknowledge uh, that this prayer acknowledges the brokenness in the world. And your prayers can do the same. Right? That as we pick up these words to pray, we, we, we start with a kind of honest assessment of the world. But that's not the whole story in this psalm. Much like uh, our, uh, our dustiness is not, is not the whole story, the, the, this brokenness is not the whole story in the psalm. It's not even the subject of the psalm. Right? The subject of the psalm is God. Right, So what, what this prayer holds together is that the nations are roaring uh, nature seems roaringly out of control, and yet God is still present. And, and I think sometimes you and I, if we're honest, it's hard to hold all those things together. Right? That's a tension maybe we know in our own experience of faith as we have thought about it and wrestled with it. It's, I don't see how all of this could kind of live in the same place. Uh, creation and nations roaring, and yet God is still present. It's how the psalm starts. He is the subject. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We think the violence is kind of the subject of the story here. And this prayer uh, actually pulls us up short. It says, hang on a minute. We don't deny that all those things are true, but we confess that there is a deeper, uh, realer, realer thing that is true, that God is present. Uh, Maybe you've heard some chat. Uh, I feel like it's been a conversation like doom scrolling. You guys, is this a term we know. Maybe you do it. You're like, I do it every morning. I roll over and I, you know, it's the first thing I do. And before I know it, I'm down the feed and I'm just, the world is, you know, out of control. And dumpster fire is a phrase we hear frequently these days, I feel like. You know, uh, we're kind of doom scrolling through all of the things that seem to be broken in the world. Right? Uh, And this psalm, I think, says, you know, that. You can live there and and if that's it, I mean that's what the world is, but this psalm sort of pauses, interrupts that cycle in our lives and says, yes, these things are true, but there is something richer and deeper and truer. God is present in the world. he's here, with us, in the midst of trouble. Right at the heart of the psalm in verse 4 is this beautiful image. Like In the midst of all this violence, creation roaring, nations roaring, right in the midst of all that we read this bit of the prayer in verse 4. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, a holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The language is significant. Right, the language of nations and, and creation is movement, is, is shaking, is trembling. All of this kind of upheaval and movement. And yet, the, the, the promise of this psalm is that when we pick up this prayer, we're reminded that there is uh, a God present in the midst of it and, and that the people under his care shall not be moved or shaken or overturned. It, it, the prayer in this sense, I think, for you and me, it, it shifts our attention right, that's that, that kind of left to our own devices. We are prone, even in prayer, to just kind of doom scroll all the brokenness in the personal aspects of our lives and in the broader scope of things. And yet this psalm, when we pick it up as a, as a tool, as a, as a framework to help guide us in our own prayer, we are, we are uh, caught up short and reminded our attention is shifted our gaze is pulled away from this sort of incessant scrolling and we're reminded that God is the subject of the story in the world that even in the midst of catastrophe his city his his purpose and plan his uh his design is still taking uh, shape around me he's the subject of the psalm and of our prayers more than uh, more than uh, sort of how we deal with all these things around us it's God and His dealing with all that is around us and all that is within me that is the center of this prayer as we were leaving uh, as we were leaving uh, base camp uh, this bike camp uh, this week we were chatting with our host and the way we got there was my wife had seen it on a New York Times list of rural places you should visit right It was like Greenland. France and Humboldt, right? And no, no disrespect to Humboldt, right? But you can appreciate the sort of interesting nature of that list. And so she was telling our host, you know, uh, he's like, "Oh, this is how we got here." He's like. His reaction, I thought, was kind of funny. He's like, oh, man, that list. He's like, I don't, I don't know how we got on that thing. We are not ready for that, right? He's like, Greenland and France, like, you know, yes, our city is changing, our town. You know, there are some things happening here, but we are nowhere near sort of ready to be included on a list like that. And he had some theories as to how that happened. But, but I think sometimes we read a prayer like this, and that's our feeling. We hear this promise that God is present in the world a city that can't be shaken, a people for whom he is a refuge and a strength. And yet we look around, we're like, man, that may be so, but that just doesn't seem to be quite the reality yet. And and we, and we, we, our hearts, again, just, it's as if the psalmist knows, we just, our hearts just kind of drift back to to, to sort of the despair of the brokenness around us. And, and through the language of this prayer pulls us back into uh, the promise and the hope that God is at work. It's an image that Man, way back, even uh, St. Augustine, right? Uh, way back, an image he tried to convey in writing about the city of God, that it was at work, even though sort of the, the influence of Rome seemed so pervasive and overwhelming to the world in his time, that yet in the middle of that, God is at work. His city, his, his righteousness, his plan and design for the world is at work. So holding sort of this truth you know, what's our response? It's interesting to me the refrain that's repeated twice in this psalm The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. The Lord of hosts, it's this imagery in the Old Testament. God is sort of the head of the heavenly sort of uh, hosts and, and, and armies, if you will. It's, a, it's a, an image of power. Uh, God is. With us, and yet the God of Jacob, right? This is a personal picture with a particular story tied to a story of a particular people. It's it's personal in nature. The God of Jacob is with us. Powerful Lord of Hosts befriends us. The personal God protects us. The psalmist prays. So, what's our response to this? If we hold that refrain in our lives, what? Well, what does prayer in, in a call out of us? And I think we find it in the lyrics that we've sung this morning in the conclusion of this psalm as we move towards the end. I, I think it's uh, it was sort of a two-fold call for us. One is to behold and to be still. Right? To behold and, and to be still. To, to behold, he says in verse 8, come and see, look at my works in the world come and see, and then be still. This language of be still, again, we hold it as kind of a beautifully sort of personal invitation to just calm the quiet in our lives. And that is certainly uh, calm the noise in our lives. That is certainly true. But in the context of the psalm, it's a command to the upheaval of nations and creation, a command to be still in the same way Jesus will command the seas to, to be still. It's a command to be still and know that in the midst of all that raging, all that scheming, all that brokenness and violence. I am God. He says, I will be exalted among the nations and in the earth. We, uh, we eventually released my daughters into their own kayak, uh, on this small pond. And, uh, it was fun, right? Like they're nine and, uh, great fun we had worn them out on bicycles by that point and so you know we do they were they were super excited that they got out there on on their own and uh, it, it was funny sort of watching them uh, uh, watching them work they um, uh, it, it, at first it was a bit like my wife right just sort of uh, you know they didn't know what they were doing uh, but then I think I don't know if it was a twin thing but they kind of kicked in and like found their rhythm Right? Kind of found there, and I was so surprised at how well they were able to just sort of uh, motor around that uh, little lake. They, they had found, again, a, a sort of rhythm of left and right, left and right. And they were able to, to do it together in a way that, uh, again, no, no shade to their mother, right? But uh, they kind of gave her a lesson or two, I think. And, and I want to suggest to you this morning that the words of this psalm uh, are like that. They, 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 they give to you and me a kind of rhythm uh, that helps us sort of uh, make our way through a life and a world that oftentimes feels so out of control. They, 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 this, the words of this psalm, it's like the, the guy in the front of the boat you know, giving the, the, the team of rowers the call to pull, pull. It's, it's, it's a rhythm that keeps us In the midst of raging seas, keeps us sort of from from tipping over. Right, a rhythm that prays, perhaps as uh, folks in the church have done um, for ages, that prays with a rhythm of breathing. As we inhale, God is our refuge and strength, and we breathe out a very present help in trouble. As we breathe in the promise, we will not be afraid. The earth will not be shaken. The Lord Almighty, the Lord, the Lord Almighty is with us. We breathe in, we breathe out. We we feel the rhythm. Be still and know that I am God. And and in the midst of of a world that is just sort of insane, we're pulled again as we've been pulled week after week into the truth that God is at work in the world. And he's at work in your world. Life as well, even in all of its brokenness. How many of you guys filled out a bracket this week? Anyone? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing most of them are busted. <laughs> yeah. In the college tournament, uh, basketball tournament, busted brackets everywhere. It's always a fun conversation this time of year. Some of you are like, what is he talking about? Well, I don't often use a sports analogy, but I'm using one this morning. I wonder, perhaps, if you're here and your world feels like it's just all busted brackets, like your expectation of how things would go in your life, it just hasn't sort of panned out. And maybe you look at the world around you and you have the same kind of feeling, right? this, what What is going on, right? Just busted brackets everywhere. That feeling of uh, just a bit out of control, certainly out of our control. And I think that's the beautiful promise of this psalm. This psalm says that God is with you there. This psalm says uniquely and specifically, right, God is most especially with you when the world is shaking. Right? Not, not a kind of generic God is with you because he is everywhere, or, or even in like God is with us in Jesus, but, but in a very real sense, this psalm says that it, specifically in the midst of upheaval, and busted brackets, God is with He's with you when the ground gives way beneath your feet. He's he's with you when mountains are moved into the heart of the sea. He's with us when nations are raging and kingdoms are tottering. He's he's with us. This psalm pulls us into that rhythm of rowing together with God and with you. God is with us even though, even though the world around me is full of upheaval. It's the promise of this psalm this morning
0: Thank you for listening to the Park City Church podcast to learn more about our church and/or to find ways to get involved in our community visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at Park City KC.